0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hi, this is Dawn. Welcome to the latest episode of From Diles Square to Wear, the Arsenal Twitter podcast which, incidentally, contains adult content which is definitely not suitable for young children. Please like and subscribe and leave a five-star review. It really helps. Also, please be sure to visit the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. We have a brand new show, You Can Be The Star, the most interactive Arsenal show, where the twist is the viewer who entertains us the most on the nights can join us live on the panel to air their opinions. We have great guests weekly. We've had Kevin Campbell, who was absolutely brilliant. That's still available to watch, and we also have more excellent guests lined up, which is very, very exciting. Thanks for listening.
0: Same, stay my end as well, so I'm sure that'll be fine. Right, guys, I'm back as promised. The view in the Southampton
3: game. I told you all last night I we wasn't expecting much. Best for the floor. we got that, but even then, we we're lucky to get that. Before we get into all that, everything gets going to happen now. I'm joined by James Rowe and Andrew. How are you doing, guys?
2: I very well, thank you. Are you?
3: No, apart from massive headache, but this club loves to give me every week. No
2: Absolutely, matter no
3: matter who we're playing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Well, at least I've got. Well, we've sort of got me health. We've still got. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, Let's yes. yes, get into it, James. What were, your, what, were your, what were your initial thoughts after the two-all draw? <laughs> well, my back. initial
0: thoughts was we drawn three and lost two of our last um, um, five Premier League games and I just think we are kind of going through the motions both on and off the pitch and you, you wonder when things are going to come to a head you, you really do, I mean I, I I tweeted out earlier that I watched deliberately this week when I was at a bit of a loose end, I watched um, Unai Amis press conferences when he was at Sevilla and when he was at Valencia and I know he's speaking his mother tongue but it looks like a different bloke. And I wonder if he shouldn't be too, prou- uh, too proud if, to stop the mixed messages and the mixed communications in, in pre-match and post-match and things like that with a barrage of questions. I wonder if he shouldn't be too proud to, uh, to maybe uh, hire a translator and, and m- maybe see how that works out. But you think of how he supposedly wowed Gazidis with his plans for what he'll do for the team and what he'll do for the club. And, and when you look at his career with Almeria and with Valencia and Sevilla I, I don't really count what he did at Paris Saint-Germain I'm, to make my point I wanted to make about the Spanish teams you know how he got them playing and how they all had everyone was singing from the ha- same hymn sheet but I wonder if he's just underestimated how, how big this job is I, I wonder you know because um, I think I saw before he signed for Arsenal he was um, he was candidate to become manager of Real Sociedad and I think it was very, very good signing there. And then he got so it's a bit of a difference. And um yeah, I wonder if it's just underestimated how big the job is and, and players as well. It's, it's not very players have got responsibility as well and, and that defence, you know, how many times have we spoken about for defence, how many times you know, I I sum it up. I, I watched them twice this year, and at Grandma Lane in particular, I saw that defence just pointing, and I thought to myself, "What are you pointing at? You know, where's the ver- where's the verbal communication? None of that back four. are prepared to suffer as a collective to keep a clean sheet. I swear it's not even in their heads when they enter the pitch of, we're not going to concede a goal today. We're going to do everything we can to keep a clean sheet and it's just disappointing and onwards to Thursday I'll be there on Thursday it'll be my you're first saying, um, really? be my first match since uh, Bramall Lane in uh, middle of October looking forward to it Frankfurt also lost today so their head, heads may be, may be down as well but uh, yeah coming from afar every every match I, I can you know I, I intend to enjoy it come what may but uh, disappointing today once again
3: uh, I echo okay, what you were saying and um... Just touching on what you said about him, maybe, maybe he's underestimated the job in hand when he walked to the doors and all that, and even now. I mean, not to be rude or anything, but the state the couple was in at the time, with the fan base calling for Vinga's head, this, that and the other, and it is it publicly out of the world, worldwide world wide, this, that, it we a big club, and... And I said this on my show last night, and I did a live stream. You would have thought, after everything that went wrong at PSG, and that being his first big club wise in the country of European football, um, you would have thought he would have come in and wanted to prove a point and show that he's actually good enough to manage the top club in Europe. But, he's, but it's like we're saying, we've been saying for the last. He can't do it. It's, He's scared, he, his tactics are like he's scared to lose. It's, he, ta- he sets up, sets our teams up to um, counteract the threats of anyone we're playing, and even what's it Thursday? He always talked about what, what could happen, what, what uh, Southampton pose, and that's only Saturday. Uh, what top club does a head coach or manager, whatever how you want to pronounce, put the role as? Change their tactics three times and then in the third time put your winner, I and mean Pepe and Aubameyang, as, as full backs, wing itself. when we're losing and we need the goal. I mean, I've heard today, I've seen today after the match, numerous reports of, from the media that have been there, that Eddie and Raul went straight into the dressing room. Came out about 45 minutes later. Faces red, faces red Raw Faces a thunder. But yet, he's done. He's done a good job as we speak. I mean, we've seen it earlier this week. Tottenham, that they're not down the road, have sacked their manager. They've done they've done wonders for them and replaced him again with a better manager than what we've got. Someone we don't. I know we didn't want him at the club. Still better than what we've got yet we're sitting on our hands. The, the, the owners are practically doing something to get themselves out of the mess they're in. It seems our guys are just sitting on their hands, twiddling their thumbs, hoping things blow, blow over and turn around. I mean, Andrew, what do you think?
2: Well, uh, the same thing that uh, happened to him at Spartak Moscow when... The owner went into the dressing room after a match and sacked him in front of all the players. That's what should have happened today. I mean, it, well, it should have happened ages ago. But it's it's seriously worrying that they're not doing anything. There's there's something that's holding them back, uh, and who knows what it is. Well, I, to, I just I think it's the he's the worst coach I've ever seen in my life, ever. i honestly
3: don't know what worst Arsenal like. coach.
2: No, but worst, worst coach, worst coach. He's got no. He hasn't got a clue, James. And even after winning three uh, Europa leagues in Sevilla, the fans still don't don't like him. Even the Sevilla Twitter account was mocking him the other week, and that says something. And I don't want to be horrible to the guy because he's a nice bloke, but he's he's useless. I can't stand it anymore. He's he's got no. he, He literally tries to. Like, like like Ryan just said, he tries to negate the opposition rather than play to any of our strengths, and it's just ridiculous. It can't go on, you know. What a home match against Southampton when we're absolutely desperate for the three points. He still sets us up like that, and they and we had over over twenty odd shots again. We should have lost three or four one today. Uh, I mean, bar for some terrible finishing by Southampton, we would have got slaughtered and it wouldn't be any more than we deserved it just can't go on I'm absolutely disgusted I don't I mean I could go on a proper proper rant but I'm going to hold myself back because I don't want to really because everyone knows everyone can, everyone's everyone got eyes everyone can see how we're playing and for a, I see what you're saying about you know when he was managing Sevilla and Valencia and he, he had some you know some good uh, finishes but Sevilla, Sevilla regressed under, Leith, under him. They, they went slowly backwards, and, and the fact that the fans don't like him is because he was very negative and set up to, to stop the other teams playing as well at Sevilla. And he had David Villa at, 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 up front at the time, and uh, you know a very good team that he in, inherited there. And, and once they got, he lost those players. They regressed. They finished fifth, fifth, seventh. And I, I just I don't know what else to say, but I, I don't really I really don't want to, get to a point. say you know, slag him off because he's a nice guy, but he's just he's just appalling as a coach. All of our players want to leave. All of our players have regressed in quality, and it's still very hard to judge any of them under this season because of the way that they've been playing and, and the way they've been told what to do. But they've uh, absolutely got to take a lot of responsibility themselves. And the fact that—I mean, I've never ever in my entire life—I've never seen a team equalise in the ninety-sixth minute, and the whole ground was quiet at home, mm-hmm. and even the coach was completely motionless. I've never—that well, is just uh, a very, very surreal thing to have happened, and even. Lacazette didn't even didn't celebrate the goal, and that's just. I mean, that's just sends shockwaves through me, and it should. I think it should send shockwaves through everyone that witnessed that because the players simply don't care, and that's appalling, absolutely appalling. But it it's come because of this absolutely turgid way we're playing football and the complete and utter lack of confidence from player 1 to 11 it's just something like I've never witnessed and I cannot believe nothing is being done and it's just being allowed to continue the fact that we're seventh is I mean my god I mean it's just shocking we're going to be in a relegation fight by Christmas if he doesn't go and that's simple Tottenham were 14th at the start of the day and if they'd have won by three clear goals and they were 3 nil ahead, they would have jumped to fifth. And we're going to go... Down, we're not going to get another win under this guy. We're not going to win against Norwich. Norwich won away against Everton. They're going to be buoyed. Yeah. It's just a joke. It's just... I don't know what else to say.
3: Does it get to a point where players will have to do what similar to what Ian Wright did back in ninety-five uh, with Bruce Lee Ock and go to mm. the top of the dog and go... I'm not happy. This is the reasons why. You need to make a choice. Me, it's me or, the, me or this, this head, this manager. Does we get to that point, where that's going to, have to happen. And if so, when, do the players need to do it now?
2: They, they've been uh, sort of. They've been doing it in different ways lately. I mean, the way that um, they've been liking these posts about want, uh, you know wanting Emery out and stuff. That's uh, uh, that, It started then. But I suppose they don't want to do it at the moment because it, it may be a bit of I don't know sort of career suicide in some ways. If some clubs choose not to employ their services because they don't like what they've done, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if they all went, if they literally all got up and said, "Look, you know, this ain't happening. This is something's that got to be done." I mean, they should have hopefully done that in the changing room today. They should have had a a long, lengthy conversation and just got it all out in the open, everything. Whether that's happened, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get an announcement tomorrow. But the way things are going, I feel strongly like just knocking it on the head until he's, he's gone because it's so depressing watching these games. It's not the club that I love. It's not the performances that I expect. It's uh, it's just sad. It's really sad to see it like this. Really sad. Yeah, I just don't know. You
0: you wonder as well if they are looking elsewhere actively. If they're waiting on um, the new man they've targeted, giving the a giving the verbal agreement that he will come. For example, you wonder you wonder if they're, if, if they're waiting for that. It's,
2: it it um... shouldn't be though. It should be. They should have just. got got rid of the problem and just put it you know it could have been Freddie Jungberg or or even uh, Murta to either one of them put them in caretaker charge and just get that issue out of the way because that would solve half of the problem instantly overnight I totally understand that's obviously what I've been thinking James that Hmm. yes they're probably waiting for that person but in the meantime they've got to have a caretaker they've got to do something you know because even even the, the kit man in charge or even if we had no one in charge and just told them to get on with it themselves on the pitch, we'd have probably better results and better performances oh, because God. you can't expect your two strikers to be playing on the wings and you know, Mesut Ozil playing a sweeper for Christ's sake, you know, mm. it it's just ridiculous, I just don't know and that midfield, everyone knows that that midfield is just, this does not work. Uh, Torreira and Guendouzi together it's just not dynamic enough and I just love to know what they've been told to do on the pitch because they just they end up all over the place and I said I said to my sons I was watching it with my sons and you know they're ma- rapidly losing faith in the team and they, if it weren't for me they wouldn't know they would have gone to Aston Villa or someone else because all their mates support Aston Villa their cousins support Aston Villa they're the only Arsenal fans in their school and they're constantly getting mocked and they even they lose. They just hate the fact that I made them support Arsenal. Now, you know, they, and the whole thing—it's going to happen. It may be a bit of a joke, it's a bit of funny, but it's, we're going to lose a whole generation of supporters as well. People got to think about that. You know, who what young kids are going to want to support Arsenal at the moment? You know, it's exactly. they've got to. We've got. They want a successful, attractive team to watch again. You know, they're not going to choose to be Arsenal when they play FIFA. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but it's, this is all the, all, the, all the things we've said about Wenger and he's like it everything he's built up in the, in the first place is, is getting tarnished and ruined because of, because of this
0: but also as well
3: what he did was bringing the next generation and bigger fan base worldwide and the young younger kids that wanted to support us no matter where they live in the country mm. <laughs> we are literally getting kids growing up now I know I rather sports for example, Bingham City or Stoke or things like
2: that. I'd rather support them, and well, they're they're going to be supporting Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea, yeah. aren't they? Or Leicester. It, Leicester as well, Leicester, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's uh, the the scary thing is the one one shining light that we've got at the moment are the young players, mm-hmm. and they're being they're being destroyed on the pitch. They're... they're, they're you can see it before your eyes you know they're, they're not the same player that they were you know at the beginning of the season and their confidence is just this is a really tender stage of their career mm. when they're this age and it could ruin them potentially if nothing happens soon and that's uh, I mean people like kids like Martinelli and Granduzzi are uh, the 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 gems in our crown you know they're the only th- Positive things we've got, and God knows what's going to happen if they. Because, um, like I said, I said it a couple of weeks ago, the vultures are going to be circling around Guedesi and, and Martinelli, ready to pick them off yeah. straight away. Mm. And we're coming up to January, and we're potentially going to lose, you know, several players. We, we people have been saying that they definitely want Zaca to go. Um, Torreira obviously wants to go. If we lose those two. <laughs> what kind of midfield are we going to have left? And who, who, what kind of top quality players are going to want to come at the moment? Mm. If they've got a choice between yeah, yeah. joining us or, or Tottenham, for example, in the January window, what one is they going, to, going to join? You know, it's no contest, is it, at the moment? And it never used to be that way. No. Never used to be. You're absolutely right, Andrew. It never used to be that way. But I
0: think it's why you Ryan makes some great points about Wenger as well but I think Wenger's staying far too long and the mediocrity kicking in with uh, the best players going and uh, players not playing well and we'll still being picked next game you know that we're still not completely away from that and I just think that Unai Emery you know I don't think he's helped himself he hasn't done himself any favours at times you know and that, that hasn't helped and you think of the fixture list as well what we've, what we've got coming up you know Frankfurt on Thursday been away to Norwich, been uh, home to uh, home to Brighton, been away to West Ham. You know, games come thick and fast, and um, yeah, and uh, obviously it's well known with the December fixture list. We've got you know uh, Man City and um, Chelsea, and uh, some difficult games as well. So it's not going to get any easier. But, hence
2: why I said about the relegation fight. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, you, you you would hate for things to get so far. You really would, but. If it was to get that far, and then you're stating the blindingly obvious. I mean, I, I remember when I was a young teenager in the '96 season, and we finished 12th, and it seemed mm. like the end of the world, even then. But you would like to think that it will not get to that point. You, you, but you, obviously, with the board. I mean, I look at Raúl. Uh, he was brought in from Barcelona. Okay, he was brought in from Barcelona to what? To make us into a Barcelona? To to, to what? What was his job specification? Because Barcelona are not just a, they're a huge institution and, and everything, you know, they're very much everything for themselves in terms of what they represent and who they are. And obviously with the, the good football they played, especially under Guardiola, I mean, even now they've got a very good players, very good squad of players, and they're not happy with a coach even though they keep winning. So it's a very difficult club. And obviously Edu is a former player, but, you know, I look at when I was growing up as a gooner, You never heard heard a peep out of the board in the Highbury days with David Dean and Ken Fryer and Peter Hillwood. And obviously with those men on the board, they had the interests of Arsenal were the priority, the interests of making sure the club is, is, is going great guns, excuse the pun, is the most important priority. And you wonder with this board if that is still the case. I mean, obviously we've got an owner where we are not his priority. And I, I think until that really changes, I mean, I, I agree with the points you both made tonight, but it's also a startling fact as well, where we have a club owner where his priority lies firmly with the LA Rams. And I think Arsenal come second or third, I think maybe even behind the Denver Nuggets, I think. And it's, um, that's also an, in- an interesting facet. But um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't think the, the board are ruthless, ruthless enough to pull the trigger in the short term to be honest I, we would just have to wait and see but you know the, pe- the picture that Andrew painted of a you know potential relegation fight that you don't put that in a sentence with Arsenal but the example that you've given is fair but you would like to think that the board would act way before any of those potential scenarios
2: At the, at the end of the day the board shouldn't come into it and uh, like you said before it, it, they shouldn't have to hear from the board yeah. and if we had a good if they just had the balls to change the, the coach then I've still got absolutely no doubt that this squad of players is good enough to be challenging for, for third in the table at the moment under a decent coach and I, I, I don't care what anyone says if, this, if we were still under Arsene Wenger we wouldn't have only won two out of the last 11 games I don't think anyone could put their hand on their heart and say we would have only won two out of the last 11 with this run of games that we've had if Wenger was still in charge I'm not saying I want him back but that wouldn't have been the case would it if you're honest
0: very unlikely exactly we've
2: badly badly regressed under this guy badly regressed and it's just uh, shocking absolutely shocking that he's still here people think people keep saying throw it in your face saying well it's still early days and he mess, picked up the mess from Wenger blah 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 blah. I'm sorry but it's last season right and, and I, I've said this before about um, about Leicester people say that oh, we've we've gone through all these difficulties with our squad this year and um, I think Emery himself said that when he had that interview recently in Spanish And he listed all the issues he's had to deal with. Last year, Leicester City lost their bloody owner in a helicopter crash right above their stadium. Landed in their car park. Mm. (laughs) And they still changed their manager in February. And it's taken him less than nine... Well, it took him far less than that because by the end of the season they started winning all the last games I think they won about I don't know I haven't got the stats in front of me but six Mm. of the last seven or something like that they finished extremely strongly Mm. and this season look at them and he joined that club in in February and no one would have said last last season none of the Arsenal players were getting that Leicester squad when they were still under Claude Puel Mm. they were appalling that team Mm. so the turnaround can be quite quick and dramatic and he's had 18 months with us now and we've gone not just two steps back but probably five or six it's just staggering and you hear the comments that Tony Adams uh, made after the match today. Yeah, I saw, yeah absolutely agree with every word of him mm-hmm. he, so, someone they... needs to go in there and give him a good shake and say what the hell is going on and, mm. and not just to the players to the Raul and Edu who walked into that dressing room and have walked out and still given his backing. What the hell? What This isn't Arsenal. You can't be allowed to go on. It's just beyond a joke. Beyond a joke. And I don't know what to... I don't know what we can do, what to say. And I've got a horrible feeling that it's going to be the whole season we've got to put up with this. Sure. And if, if that's the case, we're going to be lucky to survive. I, I, it may sound dramatic but I can't see where our next win's coming from we could take the lead and in every game that we have are we going to hold on to that lead against anyone no and we're not going to win the Europa League either we couldn't beat uh, Victoria, the whipping boys away we were lucky to come away with that for the one all it's, we got played off the park by them. Everyone could, could see it. So if anyone thinks that they're holding on to him to win the Europa League because of his amazing record in that, no way. We're not going to win a, a, a game in that either. It's just very sad. I, I just don't know what to say, really.
3: I echo what you said about our famous laugh. but I can't see where next one is coming from. It's, it's today. We're fighting for survival themselves. Norwich next week uh, at home who beat City and obviously one away to Everton who are going to be fighting for their lives and then we've got Brighton and then we got West Ham and then we've got City yeah. and then we got Everton and then we got Bournemouth and then we got Chelsea and then we've got United mm. and then we've got Sheffield United and then we've got Chelsea again So where where's the actual three points next three points coming from let alone the clean season none,
2: none none, of them In the league this season, none of them Brighton Norwich are so going to beat us season,
3: one clean three
2: Brighton and Brighton beat Tottenham 3-0 not long ago and that's when Tottenham were in their sort of um, they bottomed out and we're probably worse than Tottenham were then so we're going to get a spanking by Brighton and I can't see a three points from any of them at the moment like I said
0: That Brighton game's at home though surely
3: is at home on the Thursday night Yeah
2: like, like like the end of last season where we won one all uh, Drew won all sorry
0: yeah, was, uh, going, we're going running as well. Yeah. We're
2: even worse than then. We are playing a lot worse than we were then as well. And
3: the irony the irony is we've actually strengthened the squad in player wise, we the lots of KNT and And as you said, we're all worse off because for whatever reason the players don't understand what the wants. He sets up the way he does. He changes it every five fucking minutes, let's be honest. The players, the players are, the players are like losing faith, and then it's affecting them. And game by game, if it normally it keeps going on. The worse things are getting. We haven't won a game in the league since what? We no, Bournemouth. No, it's Bournemouth. I think it was Bournemouth at home. I think that was. What, yeah, Bournemouth. That was just
0: beginning of, beginning of October. Just yeah, It's not too long. Uh, be, it's not too long before being December, and games games come thick and fast. But um, yeah, you but, wonder you wonder if the board would act and, and you wonder who they'll go for as well I mean it's all very well acting okay but who are you going to go for and who's available who, who are you going to we afford?
2: can do we can make that decision in, in our own time we can do that in, in we can make the appointment in the summer and find the person spend the rest of the season looking we, we can put like I said Freddie Jungberg will get an immediate response from this team with uplifting confidence and belief and he would put the players in the right places on the pitch and tell them to express themselves. And that he put their arm around them all, and that would be enough at the moment. That would be enough. We'd play better football, the more exciting football, and we'd get some smiles back on the faces. When was the last time you saw an Arsenal player smile on the pitch? You know, it, when was the last time any of the fans were happy watching Arsenal play? I, I can't remember. Mm. You know, we just need to change that for a start. So I don't care who we put in charge. It could be Doris the tea lady, but we've got to get rid of uh, Emery and just make a start. Just make, that'd be the first step of repairing the damage because at the moment we're damaged beyond repair the way it looks like that, but um, we've got to try. And to remove that one issue, I'm not, And like I said under time, it's not, I don't put everything all onto Emery, but I think the biggest, vast majority of these problems are, it, it all stem from him and his decisions. Like the captaincy, the playing players out of position, the changing the formation every single week, the changing the personnel every week. It's not healthy. No other team would do that in any of the top five leagues around Europe. And people said that, I don't know what Emery's strategy is. Well, I know what his strategy is. And he gave us a big clue when he first joined the club, when he made about the, the chameleon comment. That his strategy is purely to change, so that teams don't recognise us from one week to another. He thinks he's being smart by doing this chameleon um, issues, where changing the formation, changing the setup, changing the players um, to counteract that the, the opposition. He thinks that when teams try and decide how they're going to play against us week to week, he's going to bamboozle them because they don't not going to know who what formation we're going to play from one week to the next, who we're going to play one week to the next. And he thinks he's being clever doing that. And it, it's just, um, it's something you might do when you're playing FIFA or something, not in real life. You know, no no other manager in the top five leagues would do something so stupid. You need continuity to build up a team bond, team ethics and get confidence in the way you, that you play and you need, to, you need players to know that they're going to play whatever position right back for the next so many games and it, you feel settled, you can build relationships with those around you. They've got, they haven't got. had the chance to do that and this chameleon team thing is just beyond a joke it, it, and that is his philosophy, to negate the opposition at all costs, stop them scoring. Because he knows that if, if they don't score, you won't lose the game, and he hopes that we'll nick one. That is it, and people have got to realise that, and it's it's got to change, James. And that, that's whoever we put in charge. It doesn't matter. We've got to get out of this rut because otherwise it would be far too late. Because once you know they say winning is a habit, well, I'm afraid losing is a habit as well. And if we get into that spiral. It's very, very hard to get out of because we're getting away with draws at the moment and we all know we don't deserve that draw today. We should have been beaten. Mm, and we're very lucky and it's not going to last long. If you continue to give teams 20-plus shots against you every match, then one one week, gonna, one team's going to have one of those games where everything they, they strike goes in and we're going to get thumped four, four five, six. Because that's the law of averages. They're not always going to miss those shots that they're having on our on our goal. One team are going to thump us one week. And that will just be the, the breaking point for an awful lot of these players. And I tell you, the, our luck would have it that that'll be a week where we had a lot of young players in the, in the team. That that happened to us. So we get thumped and, and their confidence will just be shot to pieces and um, it's coming it is all the statistics point that way that we are not going to get this luck for much longer that we're going to get a draw out of a game and we're going to start losing and losing and losing and it's going to get even worse because we haven't hit rock bottom yet unfortunately Um, but it's not too far around the corner
3: and literally the results go against us next, you know, tomorrow, it's not Monday we could, we'll be literally hanging on to the top 10 by the summer of our teeth. Mm. and by the well, next week we'll be in the bottom 10 and I can't see us winning next week again, we have got a lot of knowledge
2: it was only bear in mind it was only 3 or 4 weeks ago so it, that we were 3rd, maybe yeah. well, maybe 4 or 5 weeks ago we were 3rd and, we, and we had a, good, a gap between us and Leicester
0: Yeah. Just goes to show how quickly things can change.
2: But can you think that it's going to change that quickly so we're going to start winning every and and try and overhaul the the league?
0: No, I don't don't think we can. If if the gap is already now eight points, I think eight, nine points, that's without the others dropping points. And you look at how cohesive the teams above us are Leicester, Manchester City, Liverpool. I can't see them three in particular dropping many points and I know you have some strange results over the Christmas period but I think we've reached a point now where we've kind of got to start to put Champions League out of our head really and um, and, and focus on and, and, and becoming a better team and, uh, and making some potential changes because as, as I said before, we're not good enough for the Champions League at this precise moment in time and I can understand people saying "Oh, you get in the Champions League to entice better players but you know, we've got to build a team ethic first. I mean, you look at the team ethic that Leicester City have and Sheffield United have where they all work together as a collective. Sheffield United have some players that were playing in League One and Championship not not so long ago and now they're in the top echelons of the Premier League with a manager who's vastly experienced. So, it's a, we've got to start to work as a collective. I mean, our defence, I mean, I can't I can't remember the last time our defence has worked as a collective and said, you know, to snuff out the opposition and I just... I just see them pointing at different things sometimes when I think, you know, being brought up on the famous back five, they'll verbally shout to their fellow fellow defenders. And, um, you know, we was on the Pogba Nigel Winterburn midweek, uh, Andrew, where he was saying about, you know, on the training ground, George Graham would have them go around reenacting different defensive scenarios without a ball. But they they all trusted him that this is the best thing for the team and this is the best thing for the club. And um, I, I don't know. You, I know times have changed and players have changed, and the money involved in the game. But you would. It doesn't think need as, to though. No, but no. But you would think that you're profe- for being a professional footballer that you have your professional pride, where you are doing a job that, particularly us as Arsenal supporters, would give their right arm to do, and with average performances and not kind of being aware of any danger in that back line and and miscommunication and, and miscontrolling the ball and things and yeah we can only hope that things get better I think the game on Thursday night Frankfurt Frank will also be down after losing at home to Wolfsburg today so we've got to try to take advantage of that and win the game on Thursday you know because then if we don't win on Thursday and and, standard, and standardly age two, I think qualification goes down to the final game as, as absurd as that sounds and um, yeah, we'll just have to see how that goes. And um, yeah, I think, you know, it's important to try to onwards and upwards and try to get the win on Thursday.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure boys, but it, um, unfortunately, I just had to say how I will see it. Um, I can't see much light at the end of the tunnel at the moment for our performances unless. Uh, the ball can take some kind of action I think that Watford who appointed um, Kike Sanchez Flores I don't know what was it just started, just a couple of days before uh, we played them wasn't it yeah. yeah. and I can see them sacking him before uh, Emery gets sacked I can see Silver from Everton getting sacked after today and um, I, I can't see much happening unfortunately that, uh, it's going to give us much hope so I don't I, don't, I can't see anything other than then giving him the rest of the season at, at the moment
3: well the questions then got to be asked of the board and also Josh Conkey who then came out during the summer and after the window closed and said we have ambition this is where we want to be anyone that doesn't, anyone that doesn't have that ambition is, isn't going to get us there you know where the door is That's what, that is what he said and now the, 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 the opportunity is to prove that and they've put the bottom in it again. I mean what's it gonna take what's it gonna actually take for we'll us to be playing championship football next season?
2: I, I I wouldn't be sad if we went out of the Europa League. Sorry James, I, I wouldn't <laughs> because I desperately want us to get better in the Premier League and I don't want to be in the Europa League anymore and I do want to win the uh, Euro, European champ uh, European Cup but I'd rather uh, this season re- try and rescue the Premier League as much as possible and it, you know if we could go out I don't I wouldn't mind just this is the only time I've ever said this in my life and I can tell you hand on my heart I, I'd, I'd be happy to go out all, for all the cup competitions just to concentrate on the Premier League and try and restore some pride in that because the, the fact that we're seventh still tells you an awful lot about the quality of this Premier League at the moment oh, yeah, hmm. and it's still it's still possible that we can get into the the top four and I would rather see our performances under someone else ideally but I, I, I doubt whether that will happen but I would rather see our performances and grit and determination improve in the Premier League and really try and claw our way back up that and if that means that we are playing less games, because historically, when is the worst time period of any season for Arsenal over the last twenty years? That's Christmas time. We always have terrible Christmases. December. It. <laughs> it. I mean, do you see where my negativity is coming from at the moment? If we if we don't do anything and change, don't change the manager, we are seriously going to be in in the dire straits at Christmas. I don't want to go into January, and yeah, you know, fighting off the bottom. I would have said. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm really sorry, but I really do have to go. Um, I've got my little ones with me. I've got to go and get the little one in uh, into bed. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna to have to love you and leave you, but uh, really it has been. No, that's been good to talk anyway.
0: Yeah, as always, Andrew. And I'll, as
2: be- al- I'll catch you again soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. indeed.
2: Take Thank care. Bye bye.
0: Take it easy,
2: bye
3: bye. Ah. <laughs> I mean, can-, can you see me light in the end I mean, of how- well,
0: Um, maybe Maybe since he wins a l- bit more than Andrew, obviously, I respect Andrew's-, Andrew's opinions and his honesty is one of the great things about him, really. But I think, you know, I can understand his points and I respect the opinion of every gooner, but I, I really do think that the players have got to step up as well, um, Ryan, I really do. I think, I mean, you, you're talking about yang being linked with a move to uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona and he's not signed yet just in case because he wants to see what's happening there. And then Torreira maybe wanting to go to Napoli and Shaka and wanting to go to AC Milan you know, let things take their course. But how about these players performing well for us first? And yes, yang does score goals, but, you know, as a collective, until we, get our, until we get our collective team sorted out, I don't think things will improve over time. But, um, yeah, you wonder how ruthless the board will be. I mean, obviously Thursday, you know, it's also going to be strange on Thursday with no Frankfurt fans there. Uh, in
3: attendance. I've never experienced that. So well. it'd be a very weird evening to have yeah. having a home band and no away fans at all.
0: Yeah, if, if I'd have known that before, I think I would have chosen the Vitoria Guimaraes game to attend instead. But obviously you don't know these things, but maybe some of the listeners and viewers don't don't know about it. And Frankfurt was banned because they uh, caused damage to the stadium when they was away at Guimaraes. And they um, And they were I think it's When you um, When you have bad behaviour As a club As a fans Especially in UEFA I think you're put under supervision And then if you don't heed any Any potential warnings You're hit with a ban but uh, even for the people getting tickets, you know the tickets went on sale right at the right at the end. Mm, I mean, I had my I had my flight booked since the draw was made, and then I couldn't get my ticket until, thankfully, the last knockings. But it is going to be very strange. It's going to be very surreal. But as I said earlier on, if we don't win this game on Thursday, qualification I expect Standard Liège to beat um, Gimelsh. If we don't win on uh, Thursday, it will go down to the final game. And Liège away is, um, I know in, in the predicament we're in, but Liège is a very difficult place to go.
3: It would just, it would just be asked to mark to have content going to that game, if we were to lose this weekend, this week, Thursday, sorry, going to that Liège yeah. game and point and still get knocked out of the European group.
0: Yeah, well, no, if, if, we get, if we get knocked out of the Europa League, that won't also do us any favours. No. i mean i know it's some fans awful, don't want, yeah. i know some i know some fans don't want to be in the europa league but you know the fact remains is in this competition in the europa league we've lost to osterson's to Bati Borisov, to cologne to Rennes, you know and um and drew away at Gimelash when you know there, there wasn't it wasn't in, in great form so you know i suppose this is our level at the minute if you like but um yeah, it'll be just interesting to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very surreal experience, Ryan, and I look forward to mm. seeing you afterwards.
3: Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, is it, that's one positive i taking that I'll get to see That's going to be self-lead for the the game.
0: That- yeah, it'd be, not, it'd be mm. nice. As I say, it would be my first home game since uh, Standard the Age in, mm. uh, I think, the be- beginning of October. Oh, cool. And, obviously, yeah. I was at Bramall Lane. Um, away in Sheffield in October so uh, yeah looking forward to it but obviously coming from as far as I do Ryan as you know I try to enjoy every game win, lose yeah, or draw because I know time. attending games especially from Amsterdam mm-hmm. like I do like I have done for so many years now it's, it's not going to last forever so you've got to take your chances when they come mm-hmm. and, and at least try to enjoy it mm-hmm. I
3: mean do you, just going back to today do you think if Lakers had not scored that equal eye in yeah? Do you think the ball would have, been, would have been more inclined to pull the trigger a lot sooner? Possibly.
0: Possibly. But then they've got to look at the bigger picture. They really have. It can't just be on the basis of just one result. I mean, I mean, for as much criticism as Unai Marie is getting in some quarters, and every fan deserves to have their opinion, this is the same, this is the same manager where we went on an unbeaten 22-match run last season and uh, reached our first European final for 13 years. You know, and i think it just goes to show how quickly things can change. I think as well identifying players that also needs to be improved, you know. I, I I don't doubt Pepe's talent, uh, Ryan, but did we need did we really need to spend £80, million, 80 million pounds on a winger?
3: No, we, need, we need, did we did we, did we, we, we really need to? No, we needed a You know, and, and for example sorry. To be fair, we in my opinion we need we didn't need a winger, we needed centre backs, proper established... Mm centre-backs so that'll fix our issue yeah and it, it's
0: about it's about going out left and left. finding them you look at you look at the centre you look at the back line of Inter Milan and um, you know Diego Diego Jodin and Stefan De Frey now they are two absolutely tremendous centre-backs in their own right and they're playing in the same back line and if you look at Stefan De Frey he started out here at finals and um, and then and um, then was very promising at finals. Made some. Uh, was, came, went into the Dutch international fold, and uh, was very important, especially in the 2014 World Cup. And then he went to Lazio. Performed really well in Syria, and is uh, now playing for Inter. And then he's alongside Diego Godin, who, who he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. I mean, I, I remember his man of the match performance against Arsenal in the semi-final of the Europa League not just on the basis of of that game but if you look at his leadership qualities that he has I mean um, they're two fantastic defenders and that's what I mean about identifying players better it's a big old world out there and you know just because people haven't heard of particular players doesn't mean that they're not any good and then um, I expect Arsenal to strengthen in January. We should, yeah. but we've got to identify players better. But more importantly, we've got to get the collective sorted out. We need to start to think and work as a collective team. I mean, you look at Leicester, you look at their back line a tremendous back line of Smichael, Ricardo Pereira, Johnny Evans, Sonia Gould, and Ben Chilwell. Now, they're not, they're, it's not just a fantastic defensive unit but there's there's tremendous balance in that back line it really is I mean Ben Chilwell he's, as far as I'm concerned he's the best left back in the league and Arsenal put in a derisory bid for him I think it was in 2015 and you know I know ifs and ands and pots and pans as they say but if we'd have put in a decent bid we'd ha- we'd now have the best left back in the, in the Premier League now I know people talk about how promising Tierney is but I doubt that if Tierney will ever reach the level that Chilwell is currently at. And Chillwell will no doubt only get better. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing you on Thursday, uh, yes, um, same Ryan. Same and same uh, thanks for having me on.
3: Yeah, no problem. Again, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. Would you to be all that you can What's your score prediction for Thursday then, as it stands?
0: Thursday, uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win on Thursday. I think I think we'll edge it on Thursday. Yeah, I think Frankfurt are a little bit rocked. They're not in great form. I mean, obviously listeners and viewers might know about some of the players they have. Bastos, um, who used to play for, um, used to play here in the Netherlands for the likes of Heerle, uh, Klaas, and also um, he went to Wolfsburg in uh, in Germany and obviously Sporting Lisbon. And they've got uh, Hinterliga, the Austrian player is also very good, and I think Kostic is another good player. They've got some good players, but I'd like to think with home advantage that we can get over the line, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But it will be a very surreal experience without the uh, Frankfurt fans in attendance.
3: Yeah, especially the way off, uh, the way things are at the moment with us, it's going to be a not surreal, but very timid as well because. It,
0: yeah I think so I, 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 don't dis, I don't disagree with that at all I'm, I'm really intrigued to the last um, to the last um, to, the, to, to the opening 10-15 minutes because mm-hmm. obviously being at the first uh, you, uh, no the second European home the first European home match of the season the second in the group phase at home standard the age that was also a little bit strange but obviously mm-hmm. it, we started out started out well but that was a very poor standard the age size and um, yeah, we just have to get behind them and, and stick with them and, and see how it goes. Yeah,
3: and as, as you said back to one I think if we, were, if we are we are 2 on Thursday. That would be the score I'd go with, just because all those things at the moment. It won't be comfortable. It won't be easy. But we get quickly, yeah, No, it and th- might, they're also it might, be, it might, be, it might just be the turning point. The players and the club need might.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because I I know that people will say, oh, it's not a Dortmund, it's not a Bayern Munich. But Frankfurt is still a decent club. I mean, they they won the German Cup the season before last and uh, beaten Bayern Munich in the final. And, Mm. um, you know, they're they're no no slouches. And, um, yeah, it's going to be difficult. And uh, we've got to win to get over the line and get into the last 32. And as you say, let's hope it will be a turning point.
3: Because I'm, 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 I'm at. A bit, if you don't get the result we want, and they're, they're going to win, and we, worst case, we're to lose on Thursday. I've tried to think of the fan base. The fan base, the fans are going there in general. Yeah. Because attendance well, um, um, start dropping now.
0: Well, you've got to, um, you've got to um, take things as we find them. And as you say about attendance is dropping, you know the prices are. Uh, uh, you know they are expensive, and if you mm. are fortunate enough to be able to go like we are, you know you've uh, you obviously you pay your money and you take your choice. But yeah, you wonder. But we've we've got to stay positive, and uh, I, I still I, I think it'll actually be a good game as well. I think mm. Frankfurt will also be wounded. They'll also want to get into the last thirty-two to reach the semi-finals last year. Mm. And um, yeah, looking forward to it, and onwards and upwards.
3: Oh, definitely. And, um... So yeah, thanks for coming on by the way, James. I do appreciate your time. I know you're ahead of where I am
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, thanks for, I appreciate you. um you mentioning that, I'm sure some of the listeners and viewers know it's current time here in the Netherlands in you know, Amsterdam is currently twenty past ten. Mm. But yeah, always nice to come on when invited and really enjoy it. Win, news or draw, because it's important to always respect the opinions of fellow Gooners. Because you know we've uh, we're we in it for the long haul, in the good times mm. and the bad. And I'll um, I'll see you on Thursday night.
3: Oh, definitely. And to the to, I'm not going to talk about name in the chat because I don't want to butcher it because like. Not, not like that. What's know. that? Whose name? Oh, in the chat, I'll get one of his last comments again. one moment. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah le- I letters
0: are a bit too small on
3: my end. Yeah, It's same here on my screen, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you're putting the um, your comments in the, in the comments box of the live stream as well. If you haven't, yeah, already, no. do, if you haven't already, do subscribe, hit the like right button. And yeah. I'll be back on Wednesday to do a preview for Thursday's game and do a review on Friday for that. And I'll, just, yeah, hopefully okay. I'll, back on, I'll get you back on again you soon, James. Got time. And yeah, see yeah,
0: you. yeah. As I say, I'll do my best. I'm actually yeah. going on to Norwich at the weekend, so I'll be at mm. Norwich away and then I'm back in Amsterdam on the Monday. So that'll be me until the new year. So, uh, but we'll stay in touch and we'll fix something yeah. up for uh, no, maybe no. middle of December or something. Yeah, definitely. And until next All time. All right, then we'll guys. enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend onwards and upwards and up the Arsenal. And you, you Joe. Take it easy. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: Okay. bye Until next time, guys, which will be on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend as much as you can. And, yeah. As always, no matter what, the good times, to bad times, the extremely hard times. Up the Arsenal. Awesome.
1: Mind the pick-out. Mind the pick-out. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to where. so if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dial Square to Wear YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye!